Funny Books with Aaron and Polly and their amazing friends. I'm Aaron. I'm Polly. This is Wayne. And this is Tim. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing today? I'm not so good. Are you retaining water? A little bit. Feeling a little bloaty? You had that not-so-fresh feeling? Yeah, yeah. Quite a bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, I'm coming off of my free comic book day high. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was excited. I woke up super excited yesterday morning, and I'm like, ooh, free comic book day. Of course, my wife wakes up in a bad mood. <laughs> like, don't ruin this for me. Do not ruin this for me. Step back, woman. Step back. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, I didn't learn my lesson, and I still brought her to the comic shop with me. Okay, so what did you do? You went to Local Heroes, right? I went to Local Heroes in Norfolk. Actually, I went to three places, but the only one I got anything at was Local Heroes. So you go to Local Heroes, which was a mob scene. Uh, absolute mob scene. Okay. And you know, so you brought the wife. You know, you brought her along. You know, you tell her that you know, baby, come on with me and spend the day with me. Let's have some quality time. But you brought yeah. her to hold your books. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I figured well, you the that. same thing I did. I brought mine so I'd get six books per shop instead of three. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. For some reason, I thought Local Heroes only did two comics per person, but they did four. Um, and that's in addition to automatically holding aside uh, the Marvel and DC books for anyone who has a pull list there. So I could have gotten six. But I, you know, I wanted – there were two that I kind of wanted that I was interested in. So I brought her along so that I didn't feel like a douche picking up extra ones. Even though, even though Greg, the owner of Local Heroes, lets me, I just didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want people to look at me funny. Right. Oh, see, I was that guy. I just ignored the sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I brought the wife, and we're standing around, you know, and the place, again, is wall-to-wall people. And she looks at me at some point, and she says, I'll wait for you outside. I could have left you home. That's right. If you're outside, you're not holding my books, woman. Damn right. <laughs> oh, I, I know that I'll wait for you outside. That means the car ride home is going to be unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, Local Heroes has a, a pizza place next to it, Kogan's Pizza. So we went there and we got a pizza and some beer. So she, she was okay on the way. No, now, let me no, tell you now that awesome. I think about it, you're let right. Me, let me tell you what's awesome about that Kogan's Pizza place next door. Fried pepper jack cheese oh that's awesome it yeah, is, it is pretty awesome and it's the only place i've ever had it it's wonderful wonderful it's a great place yeah. so i brought my wife along for the first three places i hit and after that i dropped her at home which is good because by the time i got to the last place they had half the store open to just quarter bin boxes yeah so we're talking about a hundred or more boxes of quarter stuff. Yeah. And I went through every single box and there's no way I could have done that if she were standing in the store over my shoulder. Oh yeah. 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 Well, no, well, you- I, uh, I, I brought my wife along, but she, I, she stayed in the car. <laughs> so it was a quick in and out. And then I got the grilling. Did you actually buy anything? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> now, now, now Tim, when you leave your wife in the car, do you crack the window for her? Well, I'll have the car running, you know. <laughs> but, you know, if I didn't, I would have, sure. Because yeah, sure. that's only main. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my, my wife, she was looking at me very skeptically yesterday morning because, you know, we weren't, we weren't recording. So, you know, this is kind of, you know, over the last year, she's gotten used to me not being around on Saturday morning. And uh, I come out and I'm all showered and dressed and everything and it's early and she's kind of like, what's up with you? And I said, hey, would you like me to fix your breakfast? I'll fix your breakfast. And I was in a real good mood yesterday and she's like, 
why are you in such a good mood? And then I explained that it's free comic book day, and she's like, oh. <laughs> but, you know, over at over at Zeus, they had the big quarter comics as well, and uh, I got there pretty early and was able to work through about half of them, but the crowd got so much that I just couldn't stand elbowing through the people anymore and, and, and stopped. Uh, you know, they had, they had tons of stuff, and it's just my own disdain for, for humanity that uh, kept me from digging through more. And let me tell you, I saw a lot of geek ass crack yesterday leaning <laughs> the, the lawn box. I was like, dude, you know, it's just sad. It's just sad. <laughs> just sad. <laughs> I would say I, on the other hand, saw quite a few of the, the Holy Grail, the geek chicks, when I was going through the quarter box. You know, I'm, I'm on the floor looking through uh, looking through boxes. I stand up and there's cleavage. Uh, much, much nicer sight than what you saw. Yeah, yeah you, you, you had the better end. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there 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 were man boobs to be seen. <laughs> See, local heroes is kind of in a trendy area in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. And so, you know, we had a couple of cuties there. It was a nice atmosphere, but you know, it, it's one of those stores it, it is more of a graphic novel bookstore. Um, so they don't have a ton of back issues, so it's not like they had quarter bins for me to go through. I mean, it was just they had a 15% off everything sale. So you know, I picked up a couple of trades, a couple of uh, comics that I was interested in. I kind of caught up on some of the Top Cow stuff that I haven't read in the last couple of months. And um, you know, so it was nice, but I mean, it was it was swamped. See, that was about like the fourth place I visited. It was uh, Star Clipper in the in the loop here. And it's more of a – the loop is basically aimed at college kids. So it's one of those kind of yuppie places where there's music on the corner and there's coffee shops all over the place. And just generally the kind of place I typically don't want to be. So I I go into the store and they've got live music going in the back, but it's some sort of like mixed stuff where it's – they're scratching the records and all this, and it's blaring so loud that I just don't want to be in the store. So I have to go through and rush and get everything I want to do out of the way quickly just because I'm being – the music is blaring at me, and I want to get out of there. Then you have an agenda <laughs> to hit four other places, Wayne. <laughs> right. well, I only hit one place after that. <laughs> you know, I was only going to go to local Heroes, but it was around 3 o'clock, and I was like, you know, I should pick up some extra free comics – to give them out on the website. This is what I do for you, dear listeners. <laughs> I went to two other places. Neither one had a single damn free comic book left. Wow. I, I should have just gone back to Local Heroes. Because, I, I mean, he always – he knows Free Comic Book Day you know, is a big deal. I mean, he still has a stack of Blackest Night number zeros from last year's Free Comic Book Day. So he always overorders on that stuff, which is great. You know, so that you don't run out. But I mean, if by three o'clock your comic shop is out of free comics, it kind of eliminates the point, I think. Yeah. You know, speaking of big deal, I went to a lot of different places and I saw kind of how different shops were treating free comic book day. And the first shop I went to when I pull in, he's got there's two buildings right next to him that are, you know, it's a strip mall. So it's the shops right next to him are vacant. So he went out and he took the free comic book day flyers that he had been printing and created a giant sign that says free comic book day across two stores. Then he has a, uh, a sign out by the, the road. He has another big sign in his window. He's doing everything he possibly can to draw attention to the fact that it's free comic book day. And then everywhere else I went, 
I was lucky if I saw a sign taped to the front door. And one of the places didn't even have that. And once I actually get inside the stores, the first place I mentioned, uh, Comic Headquarters, my regular shop, I go in, they've got an artist drawing, they've got, you know, there's a big hubbub going. Everyone's, uh, it's active. Second place I go to, the free comic books are on a turnabout in the middle of the store with nobody saying anything about them. And it really is interesting how the, the different shops take this, where some of them go completely out there and they have all of this fun stuff happening, and others just totally miss the opportunity and just have it sitting off to the side. Well, you know, at Zeus, um, they cleared, you know, they've got this great big new release rack where all the new books are every week, and they cleared that off to put all the free comic books out there. And then they've got people staffing it just to make sure you're not taking more than one of each, because what Zeus will allow you to take one of everything. You know, and, and they just kind of have someone continually giving a spiel, you know, take, you know, one of whatever you want. But if you don't think you're going to want it, you know, be sure and leave it there for somebody else, yada, yada. And then they'll tell you we're going to restock it in an hour so that there are free comics all day long. You know, there's you're not going to have have the situation where everybody shows up at you know 10 o'clock in the morning and they run the place out. You know, they've got regular intervals that they come and put new books out. Nice. I like that. The other thing I yeah. saw at a couple of shops were all of those recent one dollar issues, the uh, one dollar number ones that were printed yeah. over the last month or so. A bunch of shops bought a lot of those and put them out on free comic. Yeah, and too. Zeus did the same. I saw, I saw, yeah. I saw the the Iron Man book out there and the Thor book. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, you know, it's it's wonderful that Marvel has has done that. What do they call it? Marvel's greatest comics yeah. uh, releases for you know cover price of a buck, and the 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 wholesale price on those is so cheap that that. Comic book stores can give that stuff away when they want to. Image does it too, and uh, DC actually has been doing it with the you know the after Watchmen, what's next? Yeah, I mean, so they've you know in fact that's um, the comics that I was giving away at local heroes because um, I gave away a hundred comics at local heroes, and they were those dollar comics that I was you know I, I bought at cost. You know, I got there I was giving away two number one, Walking Dead number one, uh, Captain America number one, and the first issue of Old Man Logan. Um, you know, and uh, you know, they went like hotcakes. I mean, oh, yeah, I some of that did. stuff was really great. You know, you know Old Man and, Logan was actually one of the books my wife grabbed when she was picking out books that she wanted to read. She was disappointed by see? it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was too. But, you know. <laughs> but it, it starts off really it strong. Starts off really you know? good. Yeah. Like most Mark Millar books. You know, I even hit something that wasn't a comic book shop. The I found out my library was doing free comic book day. The one that I keep going on about getting all these trade paperbacks and they have their network and. Yeah, they even had a table set up for free comic book day. So I dropped by the library. And you know what? They had a sign hanging up, and they had a sign pointing out what free comic book day was, which is more than I can say for the second shop I hit for the day. Well, you know, I, I do think that uh, what what some of these stores need to do is invest in a banner. You know, because you're, you're driving by some of these places, and unless you walk in, you'd never know that there was something. And, you know, I think I would hire, you know, I, I would find out who those people are who, who are into cosplay in the area. And, you know, have folks dressed up as superheroes out in front of the store. You know, that was my big disappointment. Yeah. Last year, the uh, the second shop I hit was one of the fantasy shops. Last year, they had people in costume outside pulling people in. This year, they followed them. They had no one there. Yeah. And when you actually go in, there's no sign saying it's free comic book day. If you don't ask someone, you wouldn't even know that it's free comic book day yeah. when you're yeah. in the store. I mean, Yeah, I see that all the time. 
you know, uh, now I didn't visit anybody else yesterday uh, other than Zeus. That was the only thing I had time to time to do. And let me tell you, more than awesome and awesome enough for me. But uh, I, I do. I drove past. There's a comic book shop right here on on over here by the house, and I drove past it, and they had nothing out there. I mean, you'd never know it unless you'd walked in the store, and that really kind of defeats the purpose of free comic book. Yeah, my yeah. my 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 experience is very similar to that. Yeah, I don't even think they had a sale going on when you got in the store, and there wasn't a sign on the front. So yeah, you know, and Zeus. I mean, I I, I know that uh, you know I, I talk about Zeus all the time, and they probably ought to be buying ad space on the show. <laughs> but uh, you know, they had their quarter <laughs> comics. They had you know ass tons of free comics. And then they had 50% off on all their back issues and a 50% off sale going on all their toys. I mean, so if, if that was your first experience in a comic shop or the first experience in a long time, you could have walked out of there with a whole lot of stuff and not spent a ridiculous amount of money. You know, unlike me, that's awesome. spent, you know, I think I spent $50 yesterday. So did anyone <laughs> else find themselves name dropping when they were in their stores? So I'm in there talking. I was like, yeah, last week I was talking to Joe Fields, the guy that came up with this whole idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, no, I didn't because I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm totally that guy. You know, in the comics that I was handing out, I had flyers for free funny book day, which is today, by the way, if you're listening to this Monday, May 3rd on ideologyofmadness.com. And I overheard people talking about Free Funny Book Day. Oh, really? I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> did you sign anybody's cleavage? I did, I did. Uh, but nice. I was a dupe, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated it. But he shaved. He did shave first. Uh-huh. So how much did everyone actually spend on Free Comic Book Day? 50 bucks. Uh, I had, um, 10. I'm probably more around what 70. you did, Aaron. I did a, uh, a box of random stuff for 10 bucks. It's 50 books for 10 bucks. I did about $10 in quarter bin stuff. I managed to, because I'm going to different shops, I managed to pick up the first four issues of uh, Incorruptible, the Irredeemable spinoff. So I, I spent hey, a decent Okay, hold on a sec. I need to explore this. So, Wayne, you bought a, a box of random stuff? Yep. Isn't, isn't that like going to a, a drug party and taking stuff out of the candy dish? <laughs> <laughs> because you're such a completionist. You'd be like, oh, it'd be like Nemesis. Oh, I got number one of this crappy book. I guess I got to get the rest of the run. Well, you know, <laughs> I've, bought, I've bought their grab bags before, and their grab bags were always good. It was always, if it's a mini series, it would be the whole mini series or something like that. So I'm expecting the grab box to be the same way. So I buy this thing, and I get it home, and I start opening. It's like, hey, there's uh, there's the Fables crossover. I kind of did want to read that. It's a nine-part crossover. Here's issue four, seven, <laughs> nine. Nice. That's it. <laughs> it you know, I was really had my hopes up because the grab bags were so good, but the box was a box of crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess you get what you pay for. You know, kind of moving into some of the books that we picked up on Free Comic Book Day. I, I will say, some of the books, you know, even for free, I didn't really care for them. Am I the only one who felt that way? Well, no, not at all. I, I love Free Comic Book Day. Um, I do think that some of the publishers miss the mark on it. I, I think that, in my opinion, Free Comic Book Day is an opportunity to get a free book into someone's hands. And it's a, it's an opportunity to get somebody who's not reading your title, you know, whether they are currently a comics purchaser or not, and give them the experience of your book. And sometimes you get a, a, a publisher who is so busy advertising to you 
that they forget that they need to create an experience. And and I, I think some of the books that came out yesterday were were more missing the mark than actually hitting it. Yeah, I, I would agree. But you know, there were some diamonds in the rough. They really oh no, were. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and, and some of the books did exactly what they needed to do. They got me turned on to it and ma- are making me want to go read more. And other ones are like I, I was I was rather disappointed in. And along those lines, one of the books I'm disappointed in is Iron Man Thor. I did not care for this book. Yeah. Now, f- first thing that I didn't like about it is if you're trying to create a comic book experience and trying to uh, uh, sell to your to the new reader, this is what your experience is going to be like. Why would you print it on in a smaller format? I thought that was odd too. You know. Um, Marvel last year they put out an Avengers book. Yeah, I remember. Uh, written by Ben Biss with art by Jim Chung. That was the same size. Yeah, and the the rumor on the street at that time, at least, was that they were trying out this new size to see if people liked it, so that they could start moving their titles to this smaller size, right. their regular titles, their monthlies. Um, so I, I I think I would be a little disappointed if Marvel did move to this smaller size because it is significantly smaller. Yeah, and other comics. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't care for the format. It, it, it's an odd choice. I also didn't care for the Romita artwork in it. You know, I had a problem with that too. If you're going to give a preview of here's what Iron Man and Thor are going to be like post Siege, why use artwork that isn't from either of their books? Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. have been a good idea to use one of the artists for the ongoing. Well, and and I have been dissatisfied with Romita's cover work. That he's done, and, and certainly the interiors are better than his covers have been lately. But I just I mm-hmm. didn't care for I don't care for the style that he's affecting uh, lately. I just I don't care for it at all, and I really didn't care for the Matt Fraction writing, which surprises me because I, I think up to this point I've enjoyed everything Fraction's written that I've read, and I didn't care for this one a little bit. See, I didn't hate this book. I will say the strongest piece of this book wasn't the writing, it wasn't the penciling, it was the coloring. <laughs> I, I think the colorist did a damn good job <laughs> with this book, um, you know, with the art he was given. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, it, it was just kind of an odd story. You know, um, did, the villains didn't seem like villains. And all of a sudden, Iron Man and Thor are just bashing up people where people live. You know, it just kind of seemed a little odd to me. And particularly with how simple the story was, because yeah, there's really nothing complex in the story at all. Um, and then how uh, caricatured the characters are, such as Tony Stark and uh, uh, Thor, it seemed like an all-ages read. I, I felt like I was reading you know, Marvel Superhero Squad and not an issue of Iron Man Thor. And seriously, what kind of weather machine drops frogs out of the sky? <laughs> I see what they're going for there, but come on. Yeah. An awesome one. <laughs> well, and... Yeah. and- Again, the uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm disappointed in the art. I mean, you've got this big splash page of Thor that's supposed to look so cool, and the whole time I'm looking at it, going, eh, "This really didn't do anything for me." You know, I, I just Thor is so cool; he should be drawn in a cool way. And I hated the armor. I I, I really don't dislike the the way the armor is portrayed. Ugh. This week, you know, without going too much into this week's books, you know, Invincible Iron Man and Thor came out this week, both with significantly better art and writing than this book. Yeah. Of course, this book had more Thor than Thor's actual book did this week. God, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure did. 
Sure did. But you know what? This week's issue of Invincible Iron Man almost could have been the free comic book day book. Um, issue number 25, because it's a good jumping on point post-siege for new readers. You know, I'll take um, it one step forward. This week's Invincible Iron Man should have been the free comic book day book, because that would have brought people into the title. And it would have been great going into the movie coming out next week. Shops could have got a bunch of extra copies of it, done cross-promotion, given, you know, given an issue away when the movie comes out and try to get new readers in. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know because I didn't read it. Huh. I, I bought but it. You but, will. but I, I bought it. But we were just going to talk about free funny, free comic books today. <laughs> so yeah, keep, keep it on track, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? As disappointing as that book was, which again, I didn't hate that one, but I did hate Iron Man Nova. Well, you know, which, I I picked up Iron Man Nova and I flipped through it and I put it back. I mean, I think that says something here. when you put back a free book. <laughs> I picked I picked up. You know, three books at every shop I went to, except the library, because they only gave one. And I didn't even pick up Iron Man Nova after glancing through it. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, and this one is specifically written for all ages. It's more along the lines of those Marvel Adventures lines. Right. Um, I thought it was awful. Awful. Iron Man and Nova versus the Mad Thinker. Uh, and it, it just involved a lot of shape-shifting gorilla action. And the story was stupid. And, I mean, it was it was... It's one of those comics that, you know, you can write comics for kids, and we'll get to one here in a little bit that, you know, is all ages appropriate, but still doesn't talk down to its audience. And this one I felt did. I'm going to continue the tradition and another consecutive week of saying, Paul, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> I, I, I like this book. I thought it was funny. I thought it it, it definitely was for all ages, but I got a kick out of some of the some of the lines. Um. And I, I don't know, maybe that just says something about my maturity, but I thought it was kind of funny, and it, and it was a fun read. <laughs> wow, we have a difference in opinion. Who's that? One of us will walk out of here alive. <laughs> <laughs> one of us lives in Virginia. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, one of the things that that for me was a huge success out of uh, the free the free comic books that that came out yesterday um, was War of the Supermen. I have yeah. been outside of the Superman stories for a long time, and I've been looking for an opportunity to jump back in. But the story has just been so complex with the world of New Krypton uh, that I just haven't felt like there's a good place to jump in. And War of the Superman appears to be it because I absolutely loved that book. Same here. This is the one I, the one and only one I picked up at the library since they only did one book. And I was blown away. I, I yeah. hate the idea of so many Kryptonians out there, but this was really good. Yeah, it made me want to read everything leading up to it, or at least read what's going to happen next. Yeah, I, I was really excited about it and thrilled that I was able to pick up a bunch of World of New Krypton books in the quarter bins <laughs> over at Zeus yesterday because I'm I'm excited to see you know what led up to this point and you know how the how the War of the Superman's going to going to rage on. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that it's able to keep me back in the Superman universe because uh, Superman's one of my favorite characters. I love Superman. I just this haven't was, had to read it in a while. This was the one book that I thought was actually not a free comic book. This could have been a regular comic book. Yeah, I bought that book. I, yeah, I, I, and, well, I wouldn't have bought it because I haven't been following Superman. But true, getting it free, I would buy more going forward. Well, and it it it. it 
did exactly what it needed to do. It gave you a the genuine comic book experience. It 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 gave you the feel of this is this is the actual size of the comic. This is the actual appearance of the comic. Uh, you know, it did everything it needed to do. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed that book. You know, and I really enjoyed seeing Ursa and Nan. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I've met the actor and actress that played them in this in Superman two uh-huh. when I went to one of the Superman celebrations. Somewhere I've got a picture of Ursa giving me a hug because she totally wanted me. <laughs> well, and no one will ever be able to tell me otherwise. And we all do, Wayne. We all do. <laughs> not not in a gay way or anything, just, you know, hot, sweaty man sex. They really just that kind of way. But not gay. You know, it's, 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 it's not about being gay or straight. It's just about good, hot, sweaty man sex. Yeah, you protest too much, Aaron. <laughs> 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 So now that I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> I I actually really did like War of the Superman number zero. Uh-huh. I wanted, you know, I, I'm I'm still hesitant to pick up the series, and I'll tell you why. I did start off with the World of New Krypton stuff. I did like it. I think it went on a little bit too long, and the problem is I've already read that DC agrees with me. You know, <laughs> they, they it was a great idea when it started. It went on way too long. They, they've said we kept Superman out of his own titles for way too long. He was off planet for way too long. Um, and so, you know, J. Michael Straczynski starts up in a, in a month or two on the titles um, on Superman with a, a new writer coming on Action Comics, Paul Cornell. And, you know, so this is really wrapping up the last year or two's worth of storylines. And as much as I did enjoy this issue, I might just wait until the new regime comes in. Um, rather than reading the ending of this storyline, but I mean, I do think it was. I, I did think this was an excellent book. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I, I might wait. To jump you know, back. the other thing, the other thing I liked about this book was besides the regular story that, like we were saying, gives you the feel of this is what the book's like. They also have that introductory story at the end, the Lois Lane stuff, just as a chance to bring you up to speed on everything that's happened. Because I had no idea any of the stuff she was talking about. So if you just want the experience, you read, you stop right there. But if you're like me that hasn't read all this stuff in a while, you go through that and it gets you up to speed about what's been going on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know any of that stuff was going on either. I mean, I knew General Lane was a bad guy, but he's always been kind of a bad guy. Um, yeah, This is how far I've been out of the loop. I didn't know that uh, uh, Lucy Lane, Lois's sister, was Superwoman. I didn't either. I mean, I knew that there was a superwoman, and I knew that she she was a you know a villain, but I didn't know any of that other stuff. So I mean, the, I didn't know Jimmy was supposed to be dead. That and was, I had, that was to me too. I, I, I had heard that Jimmy was dead, but I, you know I, I had, had forgotten about it. And so when they were talking about how Jimmy was dead, I was like, ah, yeah, forgot about that. See, I didn't know that. And so when I saw Jimmy Olsen was dead, I almost put down the comic and started tweeting, when the hell did Jimmy Olsen die? <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me finish reading. And a page later, he was back. So, Right. You know, if you know, I hadn't been reading it in the library, I would have probably gone straight to Wikipedia and started looking up when he died. Yeah. Yeah, without even finishing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, what the hell? Jimmy died? <laughs> but, um, well, and, you know. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. You go. Well, I was going to move on to another title. That's what I was going to do, so you go. (laughs) Well, earlier this week, we spoke to David Peterson, the writer, creator, artist of Mouse Guard. And this week, Arkea put out a flip book, uh, Half Mouse Guard, Half Fraggle Rock. 
um, you know, for free comic book day. And, uh, you know, we, we got a little, you know, we talked a little bit about the, the storyline in this. Um, and it's kind of funny because, you know, we, we said, is the next story going to be spring? And uh, he said, no. But the name of this free comic book day is, uh, issue is spring 1153. Because um, it, it does take place directly after the fall and winter books. But uh, what do you guys think of this one? Well, you know, I'm always happy to see anything David Peterson draws. I, I really enjoyed it. It's not much of a story, you know. It's more of a of a bridge to from the from the current continuity into the 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 next storyline. But I, I I rather dug it. Yeah, yeah I, I love seeing the I love seeing the battle with the uh, the turtle and you know that they're trying to appease an even greater hunter. Yeah, I, I I loved it. I you know the it wasn't a particularly satisfying story. You know, it, it's a, it's kind of a, a smaller story, and you kind of expect that on something that you're only going to get half of the book on. You know, uh, so it's, it's kind of like almost a vignette. But I, I dug it. I I, I love the images in it, and uh, you know, it had a it had a, a voice. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I love that he yeah, took the know, time to do something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked it. It, 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 it. One thing that disappointed me about it is that it sets up a storyline um, about like Liam's been missing, mm-hmm. and you know, it sets up this you know this this greater hunter, this bear storyline that they you know they they give tribute to. Um, but the next story that's actually coming from Mouse Guard, there's actually two. There's Legends of the Mouse Guard, and then there's Mouse Guard: The Black Axe, which is actually a prequel. So we're not actually going to get the continuation of this storyline that's set up in this free comic book day issue, um, you know. So you know, so I'm I'm interested in this storyline that I probably won't be able to see actually continued for another year or two. Um, but I mean, it was still it was beautiful to look at. Oh yeah, and, and it is you know it is a, it, you know it, it's definitely interesting. I really did like it. Any new mouse card is good for me. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean you know I, I just I just wish the next story was was what was coming next. You know. Yeah. But, you know, I do think that it gives you a good feel of what a Mouse Guard story is and the format that it's represented in. Um, what what I don't think it did well was pair with the other half of the book. You know? <laughs> I, was just, I was just about to ask you if anyone flipped it over and read the Fraggle Rock. I did not read it. I did. But, but I did flip it over and went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I read it. And? Now, I actually, I actually did pick up Fraggle Rock number one this week, too. Oh, Paul. I, I don't know why. I know. Do you give but those you know out what? with candy as well? You know? <laughs> <laughs> How can That's you Paul's not like the Battle of Iron Man, but you picked up Fraggle Rock one, Paul? Come on. I picked up Mouse Guard. I had no choice on Fraggle Rock. Stranger oh, Danger is Paul's yeah. Stranger Danger is <laughs> super villain name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, I think the art is really good on Fraggle Rock. I, I think they do a great job with the art. The, the storylines are are very silly, obviously as expected. But I, I think they, you know, I think the art's actually pretty great on these. Yeah, these I flipped it over. I flipped over and read it, and it wasn't the. It by far wasn't the worst free comic book day book I read. There's nothing to That's it. It was true. just a just a fun little all ages story with, like Paul said, pretty good writing or pretty good art. Yeah, I, I think it would be great for kids if kids liked Fraggle Rock. But the problem yeah. is, kids don't like Fraggle Rock because no one kids 
Any anyone under twenty five doesn't know what the hell Fraggle Rock is. <laughs> well, you know, I, I guess so, they've got the thing know. going for them that they look like Muppets. So, you know, maybe that that'll you know clue parents in to buy this for their kids. I just you know, I think Mouse Guard is is an appropriate story. is is an all age read, and I, I can certainly see sitting down and reading this like a picture book, you know, to kids. I I just. The there is such a different level of artistry and depth between what I think is just awesome work by David Peterson on Mouse Guard and then Fraggle Rock. <laughs> you know, and I, and I agree with you, Paul, that the artwork is very competent in Fraggle Rock. It's just not anything that I want to see ever. <laughs> Whatever, Aaron, you're a doozer. <laughs> not sure what a doozer is, but okay. You know, that was my problem when I read through it was I didn't remember anything about Fraggle Rock from being a kid. So I had no idea what a Fraggle was, what a Doozer was, or any of that as I read it. And I think Paul's right. This is – it's going to miss its market because any kids that are buying this thing aren't going to have a clue what they are. Well, even adults. Like you said, I bought Fraggle Rock number one, and I was like – they said there are five main Fraggles. And I'm like, okay, what are their names? <laughs> and they named them at different points throughout the book. I'm like, okay, what's this guy's name? And I had to wait till this page 20 to get his name because I don't remember any of those characters, you know? And yeah, I watched Fraggle Rock as a kid, but it's not like He-Man. You know, I know who He-Man is. You know, I don't know who the five Fraggles are. Well, I can name Wembley, but that's it. I'm out. See, I, uh, that was I one of the ones I that. forgot his name. I can name Red, but only because I read the book. (laughs) But, you know, another independent title that was put out this week was The Atomic Robo and Friends. Atomic Robo! Robo! (laughs) Robo! (laughs) And um, I have to to say, it's like my least favorite Atomic Robo story ever. Really? I I really, I, I, you know... I, okay, I well, let me, it was let, okay. Let's qualify that. So it, it may not be your, your your favorite Atomic Robo story, but did you enjoy it? Yeah, I won't say it was bad. I will say last year's entry was a lot better. Um, but it wasn't bad. It, it was just kind of – I think it was not as New Year reader friendly as maybe it should have been. But I thought that of, of the entire book, honestly, all three stories in this. I, I didn't think they were really going to draw in new readers. Well, I, I really yeah, enjoyed the I really enjoyed the Robo story. Um, I just I, I find uh, Scott Wegner's artwork to be just so appropriate to the writing. Uh, the he just cracks me up. He's got he manages to you know do so much with Robo's eyes. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of just really high quality acting. Uh, in his in his artwork that I just he he says more with with Robo's eyes than a lot of guys say with you know uh, you know five pages I just I really get a kick out of it and um, I, I like this book I like this book a lot I did not care for Neozoic which is strange because I Me rather either. like the artwork but you know I was like oh wow you know I I, I could really I, I've never read an issue of Neozoic I've, you know I'm familiar with the book but I've never read it. Um, but it did not. I didn't groove to this one little bit, other than I, I, I admired the artwork. Yeah, and the same with Box Thirteen for me. Um, I, I accept that I didn't care for the artwork on Box Thirteen either. Uh, it, it just didn't seem like enough to get me interested in the title. 
Yeah, and um, and and I kind of liked the the style of Box Thirteen, but it was not enough to tease me to go and buy the book. Yeah, you know, and, but you know, Red Five knows their strength is Atomic Robo. They know that's probably the best title they have out. Everyone loves Atomic Robo, right? Um, so you know, of course, they would give it the majority of the book. Yeah, and uh, the I got a kick that you know the the prehistoric chickens found something shiny and stuffed it in their nest. And that was Robo. I just thought that was hysterical. <laughs> you know, and, and the, the thing about, you know, uh, humor in comics is a lot of times I'm not a big fan of it. You know, I like I like my superheroes serious. I like the occasional, you know, joke in the in the in the tense situation. But, you know, Robo is generally generally a pretty lighthearted, funny kind of kind of book. And it always works with Robo. I just really, really dig Atomic Robo. And I like this. Yeah, I mean, Atomic Robo is definitely one of my favorite books on the stands. So, you know, I would definitely recommend picking it up on a monthly basis. Yeah. Anybody? Any additional thoughts on Atomic Robo? I wish I would have been able to get it, but uh, I assumed it would oh, be yeah, at the second. Right. Sh- I assumed it would be at the second shop, so I uh, I handpicked the more obscure things at the first shop, and by the time I got to the second, the thing was sold out. Well. The thing was given out at every other shop I hit, so I unfortunately didn't get it. Hmm. I thought it would be one of the less obscure since there were more copies of it at the first shop. But right. Go figure. Yeah, I was waiting for uh, I was waiting for Wayne's opinion, and I was like, oh yeah, he, he didn't get it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wayne, were you but able to I, get Top Cow's artifacts? I was. I am looking forward to the artifact storyline, but. Like we just like we were saying before, some books didn't give you the feel of what the title is like. I I have to say this one I don't think gave people the feel of what the title is like. I gave it to, you know I gave it to my wife to read. She was kind of excited about the cover and looking through it. And when she gets to the middle, the basically encyclopedia like entry for all the artifacts yeah. completely turned her off. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was I was enjoying. Everything up to that point. And then, you know, essentially what you've got is for the uh, for this book is someone's talking to uh, I guess her name's Aphrodite. Um, Someone's talking to Aphrodite and Mm -hmm. she's just sitting in a jar the whole time and listening, just being fed information. And then, you know, she's going to decide to take action at the very end of it. But stay tuned. You'll have to buy the book for that. And I think that's a mistake. I mean, I, I understood what they were trying to do in terms of, you know, getting you familiar with the world, but you could have done that in one or two pages. Yeah, I mean, and it worked for me because I know who Aphrodite is. I know right. who the characters are talking about are, and it just it does pump me up for this miniseries. Yeah, because I see what they're doing with it. But like my wife, who hasn't read any of this stuff, she goes through and she sees those encyclopedia-like references, and she's like, "Well, why would I want to read that?" Yeah. Well, and yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm in the same boat with your wife. I've never I've never read I've never read a Witchblade story. I've never read any of these these stories in Top Cow. And what it did serve to pique my interest, but I was annoyed by the you know little encyclopedia entries on each one. You know, and I liked it, but I'm again I'm a reader of the Top Cow universe. I was excited about the way they're they're tying in continuity from past titles into the current continuity. Um, and, and so I enjoyed it on that level. Uh, you know, I will say you're, you're right. It's not going to be good for new readers. You know, that, that encyclopedia stuff in the middle is just, it's information overload. Yeah. It, you, you know, know uh, and it's not, it's not new for them. I like the fact this one is free because a lot of their zero issues are like this. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I like Top Cow. I like the universe. I like the stories. But they're guilty of doing this a lot. Their zero issues to pump you up are usually encyclopedia-like. That's a good point. No, I, uh, I'm much like Aaron. I've never read any Top Cow. I'm more of a fan of the Bottom Cow. It does half the work and still gets all the enjoyment. But <laughs> um, this was definitely a lot of information dump. And I was I was intrigued by one of the titles, but it was the one that Jonathan reviewed last week, which was the the couple bonus pic, uh, pages of Magdalena, which looks yeah. really interesting. And I'm right there yeah. with you. You know, uh, I, I was I was. My curiosity was piqued by Jonathan's review last week, and then seeing these preview pages, I was like, okay, I'm going to pick the Magdalena up because this looks really cool. Yeah, I think Top Cow could learn from DC because that uh, War of the Superman, the last part of that was basically information dump, but it was done in a much better manner than this was. But again, I enjoyed the book, and I'm looking forward to the miniseries, but you know, that's only because I already enjoy that universe. Well, and, and the... Uh the t the advertisement at the very end for velocity mm-hmm. that looks pretty cool i i, I mean I, I don't know anything about this character uh i'm assuming that those are uh you know winged sandals similar to hermes uh the god of speed i i, I that looked really interesting to me i've yeah. always liked her character you know i i love the top cow universe you know i i, would, I got kind of behind on my darkness reading only mm-hmm. by about four issues. So when I was at the comic store, I picked up the last couple of issues of The Darkness just to get caught up with what's going on currently before they lead into artifacts. And I will say, those four or five comics that I picked up were the best comics I read all week. Yeah. I mean, they were fantastic. I mean, it is consistently well-drawn, well-written. You know, I, I really think the Top Cow universe is, is a great place to be. Um I wish this artifacts number zero had kind of reflected that a little bit more, um, you know. And like like Wayne said, you know, a, a number zero issue, you know, DC definitely did the right thing. But you know what? They did the right thing last year with Blackest Night number zero. Also, uh, I thought that was a good title. If uh, was I enjoyed that quite a bit. So you know, they know how to do a, a zero issue. Yay, DC! <laughs> All right, what I want to. What I want to hear about is the uh, Paul's reaction to Dr. Solar and Magnus, because I think it's going to be like looking at someone whose puppy just got kicked. <laughs> I, 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 I am going to be a little bit politically correct on this one. I, I really was disappointed in these titles, in both of them. Um, Dr. Solar, Man of the Atom, and Magnus Robot Fighter. Um, you know, it wasn't a flip book. It was, you know, uh, half of it was Solar, half of it was Magnus. I liked the Solar better than I liked the Magnus, but I didn't like either one of them. Yeah. See, the Solar really piqued my interest. It piqued my interest enough. Well, I was already going to buy the first issue anyway, so I guess it didn't pique my interest enough to buy the first issue because, you know, like I said, I would have already done it. But I think it's going to be an interesting new take on it, and we'll kind of see how it goes. I am not sure I'm going to buy Magnus anymore after reading it. It's kind of surprising they're written by the same guy, too. They're both written by Jim Shooter, um, but they are vastly different. Um, you know, and I, like I said, you know, Solar, I, I, this effectively, I, I will probably not pick up the ongoing um, after reading this. If, if this is, you know, kind of what I'm in for, uh, I will probably not pick it up. Aaron? I, I didn't like either one of them. Uh, <laughs> I. I for Solar, I didn't care for the artwork, and the story just really didn't seem to be 
It, it seemed kind of phoned in. I hate to mm-hmm. say that. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Jim Shooter, but this just didn't ring my bell. Um, I enjoyed uh, Magnus Robo, Ro- Robot Fighter a little bit more. Um, I enjoyed the artwork more. It seemed – it had the appearance of a uh, uh, 1980s book. You know, it seemed very retro. Uh, it's hard for me to get too jazzed, though, about a guy character running around in a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I did like I did like kind of like the world that that you know they're they're exploring here, but it just didn't jazz me. There wasn't anything about the story that that just really got me excited or you know want, made me want to say ooh you know I want to go I want to go get the next thing. The thing that I enjoyed about the book was whomping on robots. You know, you and, know Thor's been known to wear a skirt. Just saying, <laughs> you get jazz for you get jazz for Thor. Yeah, but he's got a hammer. This guy just goes around you know bare knuckling it. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, and they have ads for things like the goon and Hellboy. Yeah. I'm like, I would have preferred to see those in my free comic book day issue. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was excited about both of these. I loved both of these under the Valiant imprint, and Jim Shooter had, you know, was involved with that as well. Um, so you know, I'm not saying that these will be bad quality when they come out. I'm just saying maybe these stories, um. I don't know if they just weren't the best ones to start off with or what, but they just didn't jive with me. Well, you know what I think is kind of a mistake in the marketing? And I know that they announced that you know Shooter was going to be writing these gold key characters. Uh, uh, they announced it last year, and you know the, the books are coming out uh, this summer. But I think it's kind of a mistake to do your free comic book day and not have the new book coming out within the next couple of weeks. Because you know uh, Dr. Solar doesn't hit until July 14th, and Magnus doesn't hit until August 4th. I I don't know how much carryover you're going to get. You know, I I think you're you're just going to get those guys who are going to get it anyway. So, I think that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, my thing on free comic book day, like War of the Superman, for instance, you got that 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 comic this weekend free. You can buy issue number one of War of the Superman on Wednesday. Yeah, and it yeah, even tells you in the that. back how many days it's going to be, four days from now. Yeah, I mean, that is how you do it. You don't, you know, just, oh, here it is, and then, you know, three months, you're going to have an opportunity to buy this book. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Much like the comic book stores, there's definitely some, some avenues to improve on the publishers as well. You're right. At, you know, three months from now, nobody's going to care. Okay, so I just want to, you know, go ahead and highlight this for everybody. Tim said earlier... Paul, you're absolutely wrong. And mm-hmm. now, you know, Aaron, you're absolutely right. So, <laughs> well, Tim, you're fired. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Wayne and, and Paul, you guys read Radical. And I didn't even see it on the shelf. I'm sure it was there, but I didn't even see it. So, tell me about Radical. I really enjoyed this. It's apparently a new universe, a new company, which probably means none of my shops will carry it. But <laughs> I really enjoyed two out of the three stories in here. Yeah, you know, Radical um, kind of got started. It, it's almost like if you remember Virgin Comics a little bit, it involves Hollywood talent, you know, uh, with like really pretty art. And they've been around for about a year or two, but really under the radar. They, they've kind of been a little bit more um, active lately. We talked to Rick Remender about The Last Days of American Crime, which is published by Radical. 
Um, they've got a new Aladdin series featuring art by Stefan Sedgwick from uh, Witchblade. Um, that's actually, you know, really gorgeous. Uh, so, you know, I, I was curious about this book, and it's actually probably the thickest free comic book day book I got. I mean, this thing's like, you know, like 48 pages or something. Um, and we get a preview of some of their upcoming titles. Um, now, I will say, like the like the, the Dark Horse titles, um, I was a little bummed that none of these seem like they're going to be out next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they don't show release dates for any of the stories they're previewing in here. Yeah, I'm but, really curious when they're coming out. Because I, I want to get at least Time Bomb, probably Driver for the Dead, too. Yeah, there's four stories in here. Driver for the Dead, The Rising, After Dark, and Time Bomb. Um, you know, and they feature, you know, some of them are involving guys who worked on like movies like Snakes on a Plane. Uh, Wesley Snipes is involved in one of them. Uh, the creator of uh, HBO's Band of Brothers is involved in one of them. Um, and, there, and then there's uh, Jimmy Palmiotti uh, is involved in one of them as well. And, uh, you know, Driver for the Dead I, uh, was my absolute favorite in this. And it involves a, a hearse driver. It's a supernatural, I don't know, action book or something. And he's, he's a hearse driver, but, you know, like a specialized hearse driver. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, a, he's a driver for the dead. And as we're introduced to him, he has to get, um, uh, like, some type of boy uh, – to a cemetery to bury his body before he can turn into a vampire or something like that. And it's just, the art was beautiful. The story was really interesting. I'm really excited about that one. And uh, time bomb, like you said, time bomb looks pretty good too. Yeah. The concept there is that basically they find a city under, I think it was France that was basically, they find a city that was built by the Nazis in case they lost in uh, world war two. And there's the ultimate doomsday weapon in there, and we don't get to it in this story, but apparently that gets set off, and the world has to send back this group of people to try to stop it. But instead of going 24 hours, they end up going back into World War II instead. But you don't get any of that from the preview. The preview is just a really good story. I mean, a lot of characterization going on, the discovery of the city, um... I particularly like there's the guy sleeps with this girl and then when it's time to go, he just gets up and shoots her. Yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of a signature anyway. move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's how what we, we call the money shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only because, you know, Paul then, you know, rifles their, their, their wallet. So, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like Grand Theft Auto. That's, that's right. my life. <laughs> that's um, exactly right. You know, there were two other stories in here. They were both pretty to look at. Uh, I probably won't be picking them up. You know, they're, they're futuristic stuff. One of them almost looks like Gears of War, the comic book. Um, but, you know, definitely the ones that we mentioned are both really interesting. And, I'm, you know, uh, I, I hope that my comic shop gets them or that I'm aware when they come out. Um, and I will say that, you know, that's one thing about Radical that – about this book that, like I said, I was disappointed in. Tell me when the book is coming out, um, you know, because I did go to the website uh, that they mentioned on the back of their uh, book, and even then I can't find release dates. So and I, I think maybe they need to step up on the release dates or maybe they don't know when it's coming out, which actually is even worse in my mind. Um, but, you know, I, I'm definitely sold on some of these titles. Yeah, if I ever see them on the shelf, I'll pick them up, but that's a big if. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
now one thing that I probably won't be picking up when it comes out, and because I I, I uh, I'm a big fan of GI Joe, at least I was. Um, I was a big fan of the revamp they did uh, by Devil's Due in the early 2000s, which continued the continuity from the Marvel comic. Loved that book. That was one of my favorite books for the entire run. Um, Now, apparently, IDW has decided that that storyline, which continued the original Marvel continuity, is moot point now because they've decided to continue the original Marvel continuity – um, with original writer Larry Hama, um, it, which and the story originally ended at issue 155. That's when Marvel's run ended, and the free comic book day issue was issue 155 and a half, which will then lead into issue 156. Again, continuing that original continuity. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I come into it a little biased because I liked the way it was already done, and knowing that that was that they're basically disregarding that is a little disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so coming into that, this book is not half bad. I will admit, the book is not half bad. The art is kind of pretty. <laughs> a ringing endorsement, Paul. It's not half bad. Yeah, it's it not doesn't suck. But at the same much. time, yeah, it doesn't suck too much. But at the same time, no one is gonna pick this up when it comes out on stands unless they were, you know, unless they know who GI Joe is, you know, and unless they're they're familiar with that continuity to begin with, because it's not new reader friendly. Right. You know, you kind of have to know who GI Joe is. Um, you know, it doesn't. You know, it kind of. It, it really does take place right after that issue one fifty five of Marvel, which, you know, if you didn't read, you're going to be lost. So it, it's kind of preaching to the choir. Um, kind of an odd choice for their free comic book day issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would be like releasing X Men Forever number one as your free comic book day issue. Yeah. Or X Factor Forever Number One as your free comic book day issue, you know it's like it's it's a select audience that's going to be interested in that. And, well, you know it's not going to bring in new people. And you know for it's IDW, right? Correct. Um, you know, for a company like IDW, that may be the market they're going for. You know, they could just be looking to grow their 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 fanboy market. You know, existing comic book readers. Um, and maybe they're just looking for those guys who remember the heyday of G.I. Joe. I mean, um, I I can't for the life of me think of what Larry Hama has written in the last 10 years. Yeah, whereas you know what's he, that? He wrote some of those G.I. Joe titles that he's now taking out of continuity with this title. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he actually was involved that. a little bit in that series. Well, you know, Larry um, Hama yeah, used to be a big deal over at Marvel. And uh, I just I, – literally, I've – I, it's news to me what you're telling me because I, I, I haven't seen anything from Larry Hama in just years and years. Yeah, I know he was involved in some of the Devil's Do stuff, but, you know, uh, it, which, again, makes it even funnier that he's now writing that stuff out of continuity. Yeah. But, huh. now, know, I, I, now, there were still plenty of good books. Now, Paul, you were, uh, were, were you a G.I. Joe uh, Marvel fan? You know what's funny? I was never a fan of the Marvel comics. Okay. Um, so that's why I'm a little lost with what hap- what's happening in this book. I know who the characters are, and you know I can kind of catch up because I know the G.I. Joe universe. But I didn't read a single Marvel G.I. Joe comic book. I only started picking it up when Devil's Due did it back in the early 2000s. But I mean I watched the cartoons. I collected the toys. I just didn't read the comics as a kid. Right. Huh. So. 
Yeah, uh, it, 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 it's an interesting choice. It's not the choice I would have gone with, considering IDW publishes so many other movie-related titles. Something, you know, Star Trek-related or any of the other movie properties that they own probably would have would have really, you know, sparked some interest on that free comic book day rack. Right. Um, more than I think GI Joe issue one fifty-five and a half would have. Yeah. Yeah, and I even enjoyed some of the Transformer stuff they've done lately, which is kind of surprising to me because I typically don't like TV shows that are moved into a comic. Well, so overall, Free Comic Book Day 2010, success? Definitely. You know, I, yeah, I would say a success, especially at the shop that I went to. You know, while while Becca and I were eating pizza next door mm – -hmm. You know, I saw people like there were a couple of and I don't know if they were the same team or what, but I saw a couple of coaches bring their like, you know, little league soccer teams or whatever into the shop for their free comic book. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. they were in their gear and, every, you know, their gear and everything. So I'm like, that is awesome. That, yeah, that is, is you know, awesome. That, that's really cool. I think it's a partial success, but oh, and, and it can be more than that if um, some of the comic book stores and publishers listen to the feedback and make things a lot more like War of the Superman 1 or yeah. 0. Yeah. I think if they go that route, I think that this could turn this could this could turn out a lot better. Yeah, for the stores out there, put up a freaking sign, do something to indicate to people that are walking by that there's something free inside. And for the retailers, you know, if you're going to do a number zero, look at what DC's done the past couple of years because they're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're spending the money to get these in your store, take the time to put up at least a sign on the front door. Make it awesome. I mean, this is exactly, you know, this is an opportunity to bring new people into the stores. And I think most comic book shops are just happy with the customers they have. You know, the fact that they're still open, you know, shows that, you know, they're happy with their lo their loyal customer base, you know, but they're not doing much to bring in new people, and you real that's really what this opportunity is there for. Um, you know, so I, I think some stores definitely miss the mark, uh, but you know, some stores definitely hit it. Yeah, when out of five places I went to, the library is number two on the most signs <laughs> about Free Comic Book Day. There's a problem. They're not making money off of this. The stores are. The stores should be advertising more than they do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the important thing to do is, you know, as a retailer, you have to not be stingy with it. You know, your, your, your free comic books are an investment to bring in folks in and getting folks jazzed. There isn't a comic book store out there that doesn't have just boxes and boxes of comics in the back that they really ought to be unloading. Make them quarter bins. Make them 50-cent bins if that makes you happier. But, you know, give folks stuff. Get them to, to, to be in there. Get them to be jazzed. Put some energy into it. Do some stuff like, you know, we know at Local Heroes they were giving out pizza and, yeah, uh, and having bagels and donuts and having sales and you know I mean just do stuff special you know I, over at Zeus uh, they had uh, Scott Kurtz James O'Barr a couple of local artists you know so they had folks there doing signings and sketches uh, I just th there's all kinds of opportunities to just really make it a festival kind of atmosphere and you know if you're not doing it you're just you're just hurting yourself and you're hurting your comics community exactly yep. But you know what? You know, just like the day after Christmas, you know, you're a little disappointed. Christmas is over. You sat down for two hours. You open your gifts. 
you opened and, uh, up your last get everything you wanted like atomic robo well and exactly. and and you know just like christmas the last thing you opened up wound up being underwear as opposed yeah. to a really cool toy so <laughs> you know but you know so you, you've read all your comics at this point probably you know they weren't long you know what do you do now you know, besides going back to your comic shop and buying more comics you can come to ideologyofmadness.com because today, Monday, May 3rd, is free funny book day all day long. Woo! We are giving away a ton of stuff and I mean a ton of great comics. Um, you know, perfect for people who checked out free comic book day and are interested in checking out some new titles, you know, perfect for longtime readers. I mean, we are giving away a ton of stuff. And what time are we starting on Monday, Paul? We are starting at 8 a.m. Eastern. Okay, and uh, you know, just to, to get people interested, you know, in, if you've um, if you've already missed 8 a.m. Eastern, you know, we're we're posting a new contest at least once an hour. Okay, uh, starting at 8 a.m. and uh, the contest will run till midnight. So even though we're starting a new contest every hour, it doesn't end by the time the next contest starts. So the contest that it starts at 8 a.m. Ends at midnight on Monday, May 3rd. Okay. And just, I'm looking at my shelf O prizes. Um, I've got, we've got a darkness starter kit from Top Cow Comics that includes the artifacts free comic book day issue we talked about, uh, the first couple of arcs of the darkness, and the darkness video game for the Xbox 360. We've got Booster Gold Comics, we've got the first arc of Chew. Green Lantern Rebirth. Um, we've got signed comics from Daniel Way and Ben Templesmith. We've got the first arc of Razzle, of Haunt, Doctor Voodoo, Necrotia, Justice League Cry for Justice, and it just goes on and on. And they're so all much, kinds. so much like Christmas. It's not over. Uh, Uncle Paul and Annie Aaron have presents for you, but only <laughs> if you do not suck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. You know, you or maybe if you the do gifts from your parents <laughs> now open the gifts from your your cool uncles well i'm the cool uncle aaron's kind of the the freaky one who you don't want to go in the back room with <laughs> he's the one that always oh, funny <laughs> with all the frago rock talk your uncle bad touch <laughs> <laughs> uncle bad touch <laughs> stranger danger <laughs> but monday may 3rd be there ideologyofmadness.com enter as many of the contests as you want and, you know, winners will be drawn at random. I, it'll be a big day for the site, and I hope everyone listening will check it out. Yeah, for Free Funny Book Day is going to be awesome. I mean, we have just – I mean, there's just a ton of comics that we're giving away. So uh, come back, enter enter all the different contests, and uh, we'll be giving away all kinds of stuff and maybe even a ham. And maybe, maybe. And maybe Wayne will even give a free name drop for one of the contests. <laughs> <laughs> Well, excellent, guys. As always. Thanks a bunch, and we'll catch you next time on thanks, Funny everybody. Books with Aaron and Polly and their amazing friends. See ya. Peace. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.